coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Happy Pokemon Day! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including rumors about Smash on Switch and Hell Lab's new game on mobile. Then come back on Thursday, we're going to be determining which is the single best Super Smash Brothers game with special guest Richie Root. Character. Character. What did I say? Game. I said which game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitively no. which character. Right. There are a lot of characters. So many. In Smash. We come up with the best one. It's contentious. Some tears were shed. But ends in harmony. It ends in absolute harmony and total agreement. And how could it not when it's the definitive answer? Absolutely. Mark, exactly how could it not? How are you? Are you feeling uh, those tears of joy now? I am, yeah. uh, I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm excited for people to learn for themselves the truth yeah and it it's a good conversation richie's a great guy come back on thursday we don't need to sell thursday show too much <laughs> you should come back for thursday yeah show. we'll put away the grease gun right um speaking of grease gun the weather has been chilly chilly today pleasant mm. i think it's because it's a little cloudy threatening rain so like the clouds are covering us like a blanket it's a little bit warmer you know my parents were in town this weekend mm-hmm. they live in wisconsin mm-hmm. i'm listening and florida okay They're snowbirds uh-huh. uh they've been on this show so fans of the show will remember lyle and Jeannie. um every time they come out to la the weather it's cold really yeah I feel like I'm representing me. I'm doing this. I'm representing L.A. poorly when they come here and they experience cold weather or rainy weather. They want to go to the beach. They want to walk around in their sandals and shorts. Maybe they're representing uh, Wisconsin well. Hmm. Bringing it with them, yes, as, as it were. Our guest weather today is Santa Fe, New Mexico. Seems kind of chilly in Santa Fe. Yeah, ooh, burr. I'm in Santa Fe, and it's 40 degrees. Yeah, that seems like too much. They're in the middle of the desert. They got to be, right? Because all of New Mexico is. As big far as I know. Big ups. Uh, biggest of ups. <laughs> to our listeners. In Santa Fe, New Mexico. Albuquerque, wait your turn. Yeah, sit down, Albuquerque. All of you New Mexicans getting big ups today. Please step forward. Not so fast, Albuquerque folk. Mm. Take a seat. Um, Mark, we've got two things that we need to cover before we get into the rest of the show. First is you might notice that we didn't say that we're going to be ranking the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time dungeons on Thursday's episode. We're putting that off a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly my fault, I feel. <laughs> Again, no, no, no. Let's put mm. blame where it is due. Lyle and Jeannie. Lyle and Jeannie. They were in town this weekend. As when it was cold. Yep. Um, and so I didn't get as much time to really uh, lay into those dungeons. But it also gives us an opportunity to solicit a little bit more feedback from y'all. So we've got some good feedback already. I would love to hear more. If the whole episode is just you and me reading emails from people, man, that's my dream That'd come true. That'd be great. Uh, so if you have any opinions about the dungeons... 
in the Ocarina of Time. The Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. And we should clarify, these can be bad opinions. Oh, yeah. These... Yeah, don't worry that your mm-hmm. list isn't going to be as definitive as our list. Right. I mean, it will, by definition, even if it's an identical list, be less definitive because we will generate the definitive list on the episode. It's okay. No one's mad. You can email any of your thoughts to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. While you're there, you know, why not share your regular mailing address? Regular mailing address? It's a physical mailing address uh, so that you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces on Switch. There is a little bit of a wait at the moment because the Switch is in transit. It's on its way to Canada now. International. We're gone. We go we on international, Mark. Um, but yeah, get on that list. Play Sonic Forces. Doesn't cost you anything. Uh, just email your address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, Mark, I think we've covered that. Let's get into what we've been playing this week. So I picked up Faye. And I've heard differing um, opinions on how this game is pronounced. Okay. How the name of this game. I've heard some people giving it almost like a second syllable. Like Feia, hmm. which I think is wrong because it's two letters. Is there a character in the game named Faye? There's nothing that is named in the game. Ah. So uh, Faye, which I'm just going to continue to call Faye, um, is a sort of a platformer and like interactive. Uh, it's like a platformer stealth game, right? Um, but both the platforming elements and the stealth elements are as they're it, obtuse. Like, it is very hard to uh, look at something and determine, like, yes, I'm going to be able to jump over that. It's also, there's no indication that, like, oh, this guy's going to see me do this. Uh, So I find myself mostly frustrated by it. Um, The game is beautiful. You play as, like, a little fox creature, um, and you're moving around this large world that's, uh, you know, done in, like, a the the graphics are all very, like, stylized and cool-looking, but, like... You're in the same basic environment for the entire course of the game. Uh, you know, sometimes there's snow and sometimes there's water, but like by and large, it feels like the same sort of wilderness over and over. Um, and basically, the like main mechanic of the game is you sing to animals, and when you learn their song, then you get one of their abilities. So, like an early one that you get is the ability to climb trees, and then another one, another ability you get is like a gliding ability. So, and, you know, on top of all of that, you're able to actually interact with the animals and get them to, you know, help you move around the map, um, seemingly just to sing to more animals. Um, but the, uh, the villains in this are like these kind of robots who are clearly just like gathering resources for, you know, they're like alien robots or whatever. They're chopping down trees and, um, being bad guys. And every now and then you get, you pick up like a little crystal thing and you get a flashback to like the robot's perspective. Um, but only ever, it's, it's the kind of thing that like slows down a game that does like so little in terms of like story presentation. And then it's like, no, now you see, you know, just like a bunch of robots marching around. And you're like, why am I, why am I doing this? I don't know, the, the game's got a lot of like neat ideas, but the overall package is just kind of um, kind of deflating um, and doesn't feel like a super cohesive package. I feel like I ask this every time, but how much is this game? 20 bucks. Yeah. 19.99. Um, so, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Did you 
have you completed it? No. Do you think you will go back to it at any point? Uh, no, because the other thing that I've been playing is uh, Super Mario Odyssey, the Luigi's Balloon World. I have not checked it out DLC. yet. It is awesome. I love it so much. So it is exactly what it claims to be, right? That you can go to kingdoms that you visited already and either hide a balloon or find balloons that other players have hidden. And, like, it's just so much fun. You Every time you, like, start up in a new kingdom, you know, it takes a, a little bit, a couple runs for you to, like, learn where people are hiding balloons normally. Um, so you'll be like, oh, yeah, 70 meters in that direction. I know where this one's hidden. <laughs> um, and, like, so you learn some of those, like, super easy ones or, you know, like, the obvious ones where, like, yeah, everyone's going to try to hide under, like, that little nook or whatever. Um, and then it gets really exciting when you, when people start hiding them in weirder places or like places that you don't expect. Um, and it's also really fun to play a bunch of like finding, finding a bunch of balloons and then hiding a balloon in a place you've never seen anyone else hide it. Like it's just, it's so dumb and so simple of like, the goal is run to a specific point in this map. But it means there's like a limitless number of extra moons basically in the game for you to collect over and over and over again. So what I was seeing on like Twitter and stuff when the update was released, when this new feature was released, that people were taking advantage of uh, like clipping glitches. And so they were like clipping through the geometry and hiding the balloon in like impossible places. Have you run into that? I have not encountered that. Okay, that's great. That's yeah. yeah, Because that was kind of in a weird way my like worry about doing of like, participating is that yeah. if it was all if it was broken yeah i mean and I'm, I'm sure there are some instances where it will be broken um but like you know you can get to you know the area around a balloon and you know there's always like a little countdown of how many it says m and i assume that's meters but it could be mario's how many <laughs> mario meters yeah how many mario's am i away mario meter um and if you freeze at any point um like the little arrow comes back that like indicates a direction um where you know the the balloon is so if you can see that there's one like trapped in the geometry or whatever um then you can just stop trying to get it are you penalized yeah yeah but i mean it's it's like a you know a, a common thing is it'll cost you 10 10 coins to try to seek out a balloon and then you're rewarded like 120 coins for getting it um this is the fastest way and most fun way i've encountered to collect coins and like really hoard them I got I got that skeleton suit over the weekend, and this is while my parents were here. <laughs> um, and that's you know nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine coins, and um, I've already purchased a lot of the the new um, the new outfits. There's the sunshine outfit, the like Dark Souls Knight outfit, and another one, which I can't remember. It doesn't matter. There's oh, it's a, a lot of costumes. It, it's a musician. Uh, these are new outfits right, that yes. like, came with came with the update. Um, I'm just saying it's a lot to remember, all the sure. different costumes. Right. Okay, let's go through them all. <laughs> There's the chef costume. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, it's, you know, a reason to run back through all of those kingdoms that I already love. Um, and I've, I've only done, like, a handful of them, like, spent time in a handful of them. And I just want to go back to those. Th- like, I just, I spent probably two hours in the Cascade Kingdom on Sunday morning, like, woke up early before we were going to meet my parents for breakfast and just played it just over like didn't leave the cascade kingdom 
and just did this the whole time and like i just want to keep going back it's super fun i can't really explain why i like oh it good so i was so bummed out when i uh was reading about all these like uh, people that were uh like taking advantage of the glitches to like ruin the game basically and so i'm glad you had a really positive experience that makes me excited to yeah, play it. Check it out. I haven't checked it out yet. I mean, think of how many people you are actually able to use those glitches. Yeah, that's true. There's not that many people. Right. Uh, I'm just thinking of like flashbacks to like Call of Duty and, you know, everybody like yeah, taking every- advantage of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, and just a preemptive debug. Obviously, if it was Mario meters, it would be MM, not M. So right, debug right, myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't. So I didn't have a chance to check out the Luigi's Balloon World update. Because I was playing Ocarina of Time you were doing on the, the 3DS. Homework. <laughs> I was doing the homework. Uh, but what a dream this homework is. So this was, I, you know, it's uh, 20 bucks mm-hmm. for the 3DS version now. I had never played it before. Uh, the 3DS version. The 3DS yeah. version. It's amazing. Yeah, right? It's so much fun. It's so good. I mean, my complaints about it are kind of the same that probably if I played Ocarina of Time on the N64 would be that like the controls are a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera is sometimes annoying. Uh, but so in general, I don't play with a 3D on, on my 3DS. Yeah, sure. And I eventually turned it off for this game only because aiming with like the gyro things on an original 3DS mm. is not fun because you lose the 3D effect really easily. And I'm assuming that would be improved on a new 3DS because it has, like, the tracking. Yeah, it is It is a little bit better, yeah. But, man, like, I don't know. There was something that I think it was hitting those, like, nostalgia pleasure centers in my brain that having to be in 3D just felt, like, so, like, immersive and cool and an interesting way to experience this game that I remembered. Uh, I wonder if some of that is, like, when you first played Ocarina that it felt, like, new in 3D and, like, immersive in a way you hadn't experienced before. And so, like having the actual 3D on on the 3DS now captures that same sort of feeling for you? Yeah, maybe. It also just made me really want to play Breath of the Wild in 3D. Oh, my God. With, like, those colors and everything. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. think that would be so amazing. Um, oh, I hope I'm not turning it into a 3D booster, because that train has sailed. No, it, that's right. <laughs> These trains... Are in the water. Yep. And they are perfectly crewed and they are sailing. The winds are at the train's backs. This game has held up really well. Yeah. Uh, I was actually surprised. At, I, I can't even really remember the last time I played through the whole thing from beginning to end. And I'm a little bit grateful for this extra time because I've been like cutting out all the side quests mm-hmm. trying to get through it. And I think this will give me a little more opportunity to ex- like enjoy the experience instead of just like always pushing ahead. Yeah, you know, it's like I guess I can go get Epona now. Yeah, you know, because before go I was just her, like, oh, like that's garbage that I don't need to do because I just need to get great fairy fountains. No thanks. I'm just gonna go straight mm-hmm, to the dungeon. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it'll be fun to do a little bit more of that. Um, I know you're not all the way done with it, uh, but I think of the Ocarina of Time 3D as the definitive way to play this game now. Would you say that that holds true for you too? Oh, yeah. I mean, just like the quality of life improvements. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having like the inventory. I haven't gone to the water temple yet, but I'm sure having the inventory at the bottom screen to Mm -hmm. like just quickly switch stuff out will be a lot nicer. Man, touchscreen inventory. I know that like we're never going to get that again, but like it's just so handy in 
uh, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD, it's great. And in Majora's Mask and um, Ocarina 3D, like it just, it's, I, I don't want to say it's a game changer, but like it just feels, the game feels less fussy. Yeah, it just, it makes those like small annoyances yeah. a lot less annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, those are some good games, Mark. Let's uh, get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Okay, today, February 27th, Payday 2 is coming out on the Switch. So this version seems to be getting, like, okay reviews. Mm-hmm. It's a couple steps back from, like, the, the PC, PC version. Right. Right. And uh, I guess that the company Starbreeze doesn't have a... I think it's Starbreeze. Doesn't have a great reputation for Payday 2 on consoles. And so people are a little, like hesitant not sure if they're actually going to continue to get upgrades if performance will be improved with patches uh it'll be interesting to see i think for me i'd be interested in checking it out the big hesitation is it seems like especially with no voice chat solution yeah that you would have to have four friends or like three friends or whatever that want to play who could ever have four friends (laughs) yeah too many realistic expectations (laughs) three friends uh, who all have a Switch, who mm-hmm. all want to own Payday 2, and who all can play at the same time as you, that seems like the only way that this game is like, yeah. super enjoyable, and that feels like a lot of barriers Have you ever for me. Uh, played Payday 2? I haven't. I love the idea. You love the idea. Of, like, of yeah. a heist, right? That you're all like working to together yeah. to pull off. I, I played uh, Payday 2 a little bit when it was on the PlayStation Network uh, for Freezies with uh, PS Plus, and you know, I wasn't coordinating with my teammates. I, I didn't have voice chat on or whatever, but it seemed almost impenetrable to me. Uh, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing or how to survive, you know, a shootout with the cops, which I probably wasn't even supposed to get into in the first <laughs> place. Um, but it's, it's a little bit the same experience that I had with The Escapist too, where it seems like the game is full of features and there's like this thriving world there, but I have zero understanding of any of it. And I just get lost and overwhelmed, and I don't want someone to show me how all of it works. I just want it to be simpler. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. Especially, I feel like, in an environment where this game has been out forever, and Absolutely, I've been coming yeah. into it new. Um, so yeah, probably not going to be picking it up. Will be interesting to see how it performs on the Switch. And this is one of those games that we knew about coming to the Switch very early, right? Well... It was like I think it was one of those surprise announcements in like September or something. Okay. Like we didn't know about it in January, and then when it was released, it was like what? Yeah, like it just seemed like a very right. random yeah. third party. But this was before I think it was before we found out about uh, Doom or Wolfenstein or anything. Okay, okay, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. If we're wrong, email us Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. But don't email me about Luigi's Balloon World and Mario or like M standing for Mario meters. Because I mean, unless you really know. And look, we'll jump out in front of this. I know that the levels in Donkey Kong in the original Donkey Kong are called 25M, 50M, 75M, and 100M. So we know that M is already it's an established thing in Mario. We just don't know what it means, right? Oh, yeah, if you actually know the answer, yeah. let us know. But if you're just going to say meters, like, we're, we're good. We got it. Uh, February 28th, Bridge Constructor Portal is coming out. This is that, like, 
portal adjacent game that is being released on a lot of platforms, including Switch. Um, love Portal. Mm-hmm. Don't know how I feel about a bridge constructor game. Um, I would say I am not interested. Mm, not in- hard, not interested. Hard, not interested. Are you not a Portal guy? No, I like Portal. Mm. The bridge constructor part is where you lost me. Mm, 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 mm. Um, also interesting that uh there doesn't really seem to my eyes to be any like rhyme or reason to the date that games are released uh it could be a tuesday it could be a wednesday it could be a thursday yeah you know it could um games come out when they come out man i guess i'm i guess i'm I'm old and so i'm used to like music i mean now it all comes out on friday but music coming out on tuesdays (laughs) right you know like do you remember there was a time or a a period where nintendo <clears throat> that was a period where Nintendo was putting games out on uh, Sundays. Sundays. Yes, for they, a long time. And now they're mostly on, like, their big games are coming out on Friday, Friday which I much prefer. Yeah. I have the whole weekend with them. Yeah, much better. Much better. I remember going to a Best Buy to get Mario Kart Wii. Yeah. When it came out. Which and was Smash. A Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. And they'd be like, well, we got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> what is this? Uh, and then on March 1st, a uh, bunch of Switch eShop releases. Mm-hmm. Um, Laka is coming out, uh, which seems to be like an Ocarina of Time, Okami-type 3D platformer adventure action game. Yeah, and I think we saw this one on the uh, the second Nindies Direct from just a couple months ago. Uh, so it'll be... I'm, I'm interested to see how this one lands with people, and you know, it'll be one that... Look, I've been... I feel a little bit burned by Faye, so I'm going to... Keep my distance. I'm not going to be the vanguard on this one, testing it out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And then the Neo Geo game uh, for the week is Sengoku 2. Um, I don't know a lot about Sengoku, but it looks like a cross between like a samurai movie and Final Fight, which, me- which is just c- cool. It's a side-scrolling, like, beat-em-up multiplayer where you can, you know, take control of samurai characters and beat up other samurai characters. There's something very appealing about samurai. Yeah. Well, they're cool. They're very cool. You know what the coolest part about samurai are? Ronin. Yes. It's a, a wandering samurai with no master, no home, nothing but the sword in his sheath. Oh, no ties. No ties to anything. Mark, do we need to give up all of our earthly possessions? Oh, we would be such bad samurai. I agree. We would be miserable. We would be so bad at it. We could still podcast, though, right? (laughs) I assume so. There has to be a lot of Ronin podcasts. Uh, And then, of course, of course, Mm. we're going to debug Magical Drop 2, which was last week's Neo Geo release. I felt very confident that it was... um, a platformer of some sort one of the i believe i said rare platformers on the neo geo that of course turned out to be absolutely incorrect just not right at all it's a puzzle game um i don't count any of these self debugs against me you know we have a big tally it's of very debugs generous because, of you. because uh they're self debugs right, you know right what right. i'm saying <laughs> no i agree i yeah. think any any time you self debug uh-huh. uh you know you are elevating yourself in the eyes of the lord and uh, you will surely earn your way into the kingdom of heaven. Forever and ever. Amen. All right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers 
did not play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, let's talk about jewelry today. Uh, you and I aren't big jewelry men. Mm-mm. Um, I saw your wedding ring. Yes. And it's what made me think of jewelry at all. Do you have a history of wearing any kind of jewelry beyond? No, I wore a watch for mm. a while. It was never like a fancy watch. Yeah. But I, I always liked having one off and on over the years. And then I guess probably like when I got a cell phone, it just seemed redundant. Right. Because you already have a timekeeping. When I, uh, so I went to college for a year in my hometown. Um, and you know, so it was like a, a immediately after high school. And one of the things that I remember about high school was there was always a clock. Like anywhere I looked, there was just always a clock. I always knew what time it was. Uh, and in college, there just weren't clocks in the hallways because it's like, you know, you're an adult, you keep track of your own timer. I don't know. Right. Don't... And, and it's not like every class begins and ends on the same schedule. Right. And it's also not like a class ends, you have 10 minutes to get to your next class or whatever. It's college is what I'm saying. It's a, you have a much more fluid schedule. Um, and I remember just thinking like, man, if I could turn all of these people that I don't want to see from high school uh, into clocks, that would be great. What I needed was a watch. <laughs> um, but I've also just never been a, uh, a, a jewelry guy in any capacity. Um, I, I think my grandmother bought me a gold bracelet for like my first communion or confirmation or some, some Catholic rite that I actually participated in, um, that had my, my like Catholic name written on it, like engraved in it. And I remember thinking like someday I'm going to sell this thing. (laughs) (laughs) But now, I don't know where it is. Oh, no. So I can't even do that. <laughs> uh, if you were to get a piercing. Mm. Wait, have you ever had a piercing? No, I've never Oh, had yeah, a I've never had a piercing either. Um, my uncle used to threaten to pierce my ears. Oh. I don't have a good relationship with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a thing that he... <laughs> He used to like joke like, "Oh yeah, we'll t- we'll, t- we'll take Patrick down to the mall and get his ears pierced." Oh, so not like a like a threatening like no I'm no, no no pierce no, no. your ears. No, oh, that's what I was imagining. I mean, I would still like run away screaming because I was like four and didn't want my ears pierced. Or right, something, you know. Uh, if you were to get a piercing, yeah, uh, where would you get it? Like nose, eyebrow, ear, lip. I don't think I would do lip. I don't want anything getting in the way of eating. I don't like it when my mustache is too long, right? Um, it is right now, by the way. I need, I need to trim it. It's getting in the way of eating. Um, I don't know. Piercings don't really do anything for me. Like, death I'm, isn't an option. You have, have to, to get choose. one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Eyebrow. A bar. I would oh, do a bar. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what about you? Um, death is an option. Oh, okay. Uh, I choose death. No, come on. You do not choose death. Yeah, I choose to die. <laughs> oh, no, come on. No, it's like, do you want to get near pierced? And I'd be like, no, just kill me. Just take, put, take the piercing gun to my jugular and let's just end this. <laughs> but if death was not an option, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I would do, I think I would look so stupid with all of them. I think I would do a, uh, maybe like 
on the nose, like just a little like stud in the nostril. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like it usually looks good on people, right? Like the people who have them usually look good with a, a piercing. Right. But that's like a self-selecting group. That's like fashion that's a good point. in that's a good general. Point. It's yeah. like people who get tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like not everybody who gets a tattoo looks great with them, but most people do because it's an aesthetic that they have like they've cultivated already for themselves. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it doesn't match my uh like personality or aesthetic. Let me ask you this. Uh tongue piercing, where do you stand? Again, it's like one of those things where it's like for other people, I'm fine with it. I don't even know if I'm fine with it on other people. I on, mean, like, every, anybody? Everyone, like, live your life, but, like, I don't know that I've ever seen someone's tongue piercing and been, like, word. You I know? agree with that. I also, I feel that way about, uh, like, lip piercings, I think, very rarely. Like, especially, like, or I'm hmm. thinking of, like, the one that's, like, on, like, the goatee part, like, on the chin. Oh, sure. Where it's, like, like, coming through there. It's kind of like a, a, a gauge, almost. Like oh. a, a big, I don't know that I'm, I might be, I'm just using language. Oh, I don't a know how gauge would be really interesting there because it would be a giant hole. Right. So you would stick a straw in <laughs> and have your chocolate milk. Um, I knew a, oh, oh I well, guess, we'll I never know. We'll never know what I knew. Um, we were accompanied today by an orchestra conducted by Lawrence Foster. All right, Mark, uh, enough of that nonsense. Let's get into the news. Big news. Today, Tuesday, February 27th, is Pokemon Day. Mm. 22 years ago today, Pokemon Green and Red were released in Japan. Uh, well, happy Pokemon happy Day. Happy Pokemon Day to you, too. Uh, I'll be celebrating in private. I, we all celebrate in our own way. We all celebrate in our own way. Uh, as part of Pokemon Day, for me at least, the most exciting part, even though I own neither of these devices, uh, Pikachu, Pikachu Talk is launching on Google Home and Amazon Alexa. So I assume if you have like a dot or something, it should work. Yeah, sure. Uh, you could ask Pikachu questions and he'll respond with helpful information like Pika Pika or Pika or, of course, Pika. So that's fun. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you if you're to talk to your Alexa right now and you're say you say, hey, Alexa, wait, how, how do you make it talk like Pikachu? So I assume that they're again. Owning neither of these devices. Right. I assume it's like a option or maybe an app you download mm. to it or something. You know, so you're like, Alexa, turn on Pikachu talk. Right. So now, we, did, like now, now we just got the Amazon devices. Let's do the, okay, Google, talk like Pikachu now. Right. Something like that. Right. Uh, so if this is playing like in, in the room, we've made these devices. Well, I assume they're voice specific. Is that no. not true? No, you're right. You're right. Um, but maybe that doesn't make sense because didn't like Burger King trigger everybody's Alexas or something? And didn't there was also like an episode of South Park? Yeah, do we sound a million years old or are we just a million years old? Oh yes, yeah, we're turning to dust as we record it was, this. It was some, it was some nefarious thing like Burger King or <laughs> South Park. Uh, there are also some Snapchat lenses and a special Pikachu wearing a festive hat that you can capture in Pokemon Go. It's all in good fun. Yeah, it's great fun. Go celebrate Pokemon Day. So I say that if for some reason, Mm. I mean, there is, I don't think there's any chance this is happening, but there's a wild rumor out there that, uh, a wild rumor has appeared, a wild rumor has appeared 
that they're going to announce Generation 8 no. on Pokemon Day. But never, let's make never. this pact. Let's okay. make this pact. All right, if all right. they do, right, we will uh, record a special episode Oh, where we just like apologize profusely for uh, saying that there was no chance it was going to happen. Right. Okay. And then we'll, of course, talk about whatever announcement there is, which there will not be. Right. So then we that would preempt any previously recorded Richie Rude episode. No, no, no. I'm saying no. We, saying no I'm week. saying okay. no. I am saying tomorrow. Oh, or extra a, bonus a, episode. Extra bonus episode. Okay. If Gen a Mia Culpa episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what would that entail? Generation eight. That means like proper switch new Pokemon. Right. Uh, new region potentially. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll come right back here tomorrow mm-hmm. and record again and, and just like apologize to all mm-hmm. the nerds we just said or we're bind into a fake stupid rumor agreed yeah i agree okay great uh it how- is a fake and stupid rumor though <laughs> how laboratory developer of games like super smash brothers uh lots of kirby games kid icarus uprising and uh park pocket card jockey of course have released their first mobile game part-time ufo uh, it goes for three ninety nine on iOS and Android. Contains no in app purchases and uh, released yesterday. Um, yeah, I picked this game up today when I discovered that it was available. I didn't know. Did do you have any idea this was no coming down the pipe? Um, it's great. It's uh super cute and is clearly the the kind of game that they would have been developing and putting out on three DS. But three DS is. For some, a dead platform. Uh, possibly not for Nintendo, depending on whether you believe a news item later down on uh, on this uh, segment here. Um, but so you control a cute little UFO, and you control them with like a, a, a virtual thumbstick and just a, a little crane button, and you perform like menial tasks for people. So the the first level is this guy has crates of oranges that he needs loaded into his truck and you like drop the crane down and you put the oranges in the truck and you get extra points for doing it fast. You get extra points for like special completion um, conditions. So like you put all the oranges in the little green thing and then you put all the, you put the green thing in the truck or uh, all of the boxes are facing up the right direction. Um, and then you get extra little points and then you can buy little outfits for your UFO and it's adorable and I love it. Uh, I saw that QB, like, there's, like, a badge or something you earn, like, uh, Pro- I think he an shows up, or, or like, yeah. uh, that's it, the box boy, uh, yes. main character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, of course, that HAL Laboratory is so associated with Nintendo, but is its own completely separate company yeah, that absolutely. doesn't always make Nintendo products. I'm going to preemptively debug myself here, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Not developed by Habit Laboratory. That was Project Sora, led by Sakurai. You are correct. That's um, my fault. I put that in there. <laughs> Thank you for taking uh, it. taking that bullet. You're just into this debugging uh, yourself. I'm thing. a hero. <laughs> uh, Bloomingdale's has announced a partnership with Nintendo. Together, the companies uh, are starting a Let's Play line of Nintendo branded merchandise. I would uh, I would wear all of these. They all look good. Um, there's uh, there's like swim trunks that have a little like mario kart uh like 16 bit actually everything i like is 16 bit on this uh there's a hoodie that has like the one-up mushroom and a super mushroom um sort of like in the pocket area um there's some yoshi socks it all looks good um it starts march 10th in select stores and it will be available at bloomingdales.com slash nintendo 
Yash- Yashihiro Wada, famed creator of Harvest Moon, has announced a new title that he is developing with Axis Games. The game is called Little Dragon's Cafe and is due out uh, late summer 2018 on Switch and PlayStation 4. So it's not a Harvest Moon game. It is not a Harvest Moon game. Looks kind of neat. Um, is not a uh, is not even like a, a farming game. You pe- you play as a um, a pair of twins, brother and sister, who are like running a cafe and they have to raise a dragon because their mother like falls ill or something. It looks. I mean, I'm I'm excited for this thing. I like the original Harvest Moon. Uh, it sounds weird and quirky in Japanese and like has still some of those like sim elements of running a business and also raising <laughs> raising a dragon. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like is it a do, uh, not that you necessarily know? Do, is it a full retail release or is it like a downloadable? Type I don't know. Game that's that's a good question. Um, it does sound fun. Time will tell. Emily Rogers, uh, former games industry reporter and current game developer, is also moderator on the Reset Era forums, and she shared a little bit of info of what about what she's heard concerning Super Smash Brothers uh, on Switch, rumored yes. to come later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is pretty exciting. It's rumored that the game is going to combine the Wii U and 3DS versions of Smash, so take you know the unique elements of both and put it into one like super package also include some new content it's one of those things where we're not really sure if it's going to be a like marketed as like a deluxe edition a entirely new game because yeah so this this is the part that i wasn't totally clear on um that uh it it did seem like from the the threads that i read on on reset era that she wasn't totally sure what it is either just that there will be a new um switch game coming in 2018 that is either like that someone even asked like so is this going to be like a a dx version of um smash 4 or something totally new and she's like i don't know what i do know is uh there is something it will be announced and released this year sounds kind of like a uh splatoon situation where yeah originally before splatoon 2 was fully revealed as a sequel we were, there was speculation that it was a, like that it was just a deluxe version of the original Splatoon. Right. Well, and, and like at some point, like if you're not radically changing the formula on something, like what really is the difference between a sequel and like a souped-up version of it? You, you know what I mean? Especially with Smash, when like, you know, all you keep doing is just like adding characters and adding levels and uh, features and stuff. Like you just add more features, and you're like, is this a new game now, or is it just a bigger version of the old game? Right. Um, and we previously speculated that it'll be releasing in September along with Nintendo's online platform. You bet we did. It's pure speculation, but uh, count on it. It's uh, Yeah, absolutely count on it. Just like you can count on our definitive pick of the best Smash Brothers character to back in on Thursday for that. When you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 3DS will not die. Tell me why this is true, Mark. So market research firm NPD released its January sales report for the video game industry last week, and they indicated that the 3DS had its best January sales since 20 ter- 2013 in terms of units sold. What, uh, what, what's, what's happening there? Why is this happening? Why is the 3DS still... Is it just because the library is unbeatable? Are people excited about... Detective Pikachu? I don't know. I, 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 I genuinely don't know. I guess, like, the 3DS is the most affordable it's ever been. Mm-hmm. 
especially including like the 2DS in there. Uh, it's a good system yeah. with an amazing library. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. maybe it's also just like a uh, kind of like brand Halo type thing. Like people are excited about yeah, Nintendo, about Nintendo and generally. It's a, uh, the price of entry is a lot lower than a Switch. And, you know, you've got Fire Emblem and uh, Pokemon games on it. Yeah, too, and uh, a Smash Brothers game yeah. and a Mario Kart game. And, and a Mario know. Maker mm-hmm. and uh, the Yoshi's Woolly World. That was maybe the least impressive one. <laughs> least impressive but it's one. there. But it is it's there. Sp- it's got Poochie. Also, I mean, it's worth... You're right. It does have Poochie. Poochie preempts Yoshi in the title. It's Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. Re-alphabetizing <laughs> the game entirely, which drives me nuts. Um, but I... You know, just thinking back to last year, uh, last year, or I guess 2016 Christmas time, 3DSs were hard to come by. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, ma- Pokemon had just come out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our, our friend Foddle, who was our first guest on this show, like episode five or something, we talked about Luigi's Mansion. Go back in the archives and check it out. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> um, it's, uh, he was having a hard time finding a, a 3DS so we could play Sun and Moon. And so I wonder if they've just like fixed those supply line issues and people are, they're finally like selling out to their uh, real capacity now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I have declared the 3DS dead more times than you've done it tonight in this episode. Did I? I think so. Yeah. Am I becoming so loose with declaring the 3DS dead that I don't even think about it anymore? Here's the thing Uh, we make a lot of declarations on the show, we declare things as definitive. And we are right to do so. Uh, we are without flaw. And sometimes that means that we'll declare something is dead. Is it dead? Yes. Does it continue to live also? Yes. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's 3DS. That's right. Finally, uh, I'm sad to report there are no updates on the Billy Mitchell Donkey Kong Records controversy this week. Um, I should maybe do a little Googling and see. If it has progressed any further. Um, I think when it progresses, the news will get to us. Well, I mean, we will, of course. We will report on it. Yeah. And keep you updated. If you have any information about the Billy Mitchell Records debacle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I feel sheepish we haven't said that before. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a hot lead on this and like a real hot lead, like I don't want any, I want like hard evidence, right? That's what we need. But we protect sources, so. Absolutely. We have integrity here at Nintendo Cartridge Society. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of the show. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you liked an episode, please, an episode, this episode. If you like this episode of this show or any episode we've ever done, share it on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff it helps us out a lot if you want to follow us on twitter i'm patrick i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and collectively we are at nincart society the facebook page is just nintendo cartridge society if you like mark and mine's opinions we do write about comic books on retconpunch.com olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by apit betty you can find more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.
fire.